Straw Hut Media. Adam Faison is an actor with an undeniable ability to transform. He is queer, but has played primarily straight characters. He's also played a variety of races and ages. Now he's on the new Freeform show, Everything's Gonna Be Okay. Today, we talk to Adam about growing up, coming out, and fighting for authenticity in TV and film. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. My name is Adam Faison, and I play Alex on Everything's Gonna Be Okay. Adam grew up in Poway, a small suburb of San Diego. He moved north to study theater and film in college and got a job interning at NBC Universal. And then I was like, you know, I really do want to act, but I, I just was very nervous about it, and my parents are very practical. Based on advice from a friend, he decided to give it a year and see if he could get a career going. He started self-submitting on LA casting and Actors Access, and pretty soon he was booking parts. And then kind of parlayed that into getting commercial representation. With the help of his new commercial representation, he booked a commercial that aired on CNN during the 2016 elections. An agent happened to see his commercial on TV and reached out. He asked Adam to come in so they could talk about theatrical representation for TV and film. So we sat down. The commercial literally ended up playing in the middle of the meeting, which was really hilarious because he had CNN coverage on the back um, in the background. I don't believe in anyone telling me how I should live my life, unless it's a way to pay off my student loan debt. From there, he booked his first big gig on the show Liberty Crossing, and after that, the jobs kept coming. He was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in 2018, Here and Now, Into the Dark, and now Everything's Going to Be Okay, where he plays a queer character for the first time. So let's talk about coming out. Adam says the first person he opened up to about his sexuality was his childhood best friend, Juliana. Juliana's brother was one of the few people in town that had come out as queer. I felt safe like telling her because she sort of loved me unconditionally. Um, I guess I didn't really know what to explicitly say at the time, but she was really just... We'd goof off together, and she always was just a really good friend of mine. After coming out to Juliana, Adam decided to wait before coming out to anyone else. He was getting bullied at school and didn't want to invite more trouble. Yeah, I remember going to school um, like uh, in sixth grade, and a kid was like called me a flamer, and I didn't even know what that was because I wore like clogs to school, which was, I mean, in retrospect, it was a pretty bad idea, but a fashion faux pas. You know what I say? Wear clogs if you want to wear clogs. You do you, sixth grade Adam. A few years later, in high school, Adam came out to another friend. That friend told her twin sister, I'm not going to say the evil twin, but that other twin told everyone. So I was kind of like a publicly outed in sorts, um, but it was this thing where it was like no one would explicitly say it. They just like would like I'd hear them talking about it or something like sort of behind my back, which is almost like even more like awkward or embarrassing. His mom told his brother that she had always known. Then, Adam called his dad on the phone and came out. And he just was like, you know, I always kind of thought that you just had a lot of girls that were friends. And uh, I was like, well, I do that. Yeah, he's like, but I thought maybe like, you know, that one of them was your girlfriend. And I was like, well, you know, no, uh, they're all just friends. I think dads, they want, not going to like generalize all dads, but a yeah. lot of dads think like, oh, he is a player. Look at all these <laughs> girls. And like, he's willing to play my little pony to get close to them. Like, 
Nice on the player. And you're like, yeah, not so much, right? Yeah. But so funny. I know. And the dad's just trying to, you know, it's kind of, it's hard. It's like heteronormative society. I think like, you know, it's like, you know, straight until proven gay. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So the whole time he's like, but you might not be. <laughs> yeah. 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 He literally was like, you know, he just, yeah, he just kind of held on to that. And then I think as time went on too, I like had other girls that I was really close with and he even sort of questioned whether like maybe I had something with them. And I mean, I think everything's a spectrum. Like I still feel like I have, like, I think I went fully gay. And now sometimes I feel like sometimes I'm like, you know, I like... I'm definitely in a, an exploratory phase in life. So, you know, I think it's really cool that society is definitely open to more of a spectrum now um, for guys and girls. Yeah. And everybody in between. Right. And it's kind of cool yeah. to be able to float on that spectrum and not like. Yeah. Yeah. Not like cross anyone off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Playing Alex, a gay character on Everything's Gonna Be Okay, also helped his dad understand and accept him. We were at Autfest, which is the Autism Festival in Anaheim, and I saw him up sort of in the audience, like towards the back with his girlfriend, and then at the beginning of the screening, and then at the end, I looked up and they were gone, and I was like, Oh crap. Um, I was, I just imagined, I thought, I, to be honest, I thought he, I just thought he was like literally was offended and then left. And then I like looked down and then I saw that he had moved closer to be closer to the QA, which is like really sweet. And like, I don't know. And then he stood up and then he basically was just like, you know, I, to be honest, I'm a military man. I'm, you know, a straight military man that grew up uh, in Staten Island. And, you know, I, don't know why I related to the show or why I liked the show, uh, but I I think it was a human connection. And I think like, you know, I, I normally probably wouldn't watch the show because it feels a little out of the box for me. But, um, you know, I I liked it. And he's like, it's I just really liked these characters and they were weird, but fun. And in a weird way, it kind of felt like he was like this was his like way of saying, you know, like. I'm proud of you or I'm proud of what you're doing with the show. Did he stand up and ask? A he qu- did. He did. Aww. He stood up and he was like, he did was he like, this like, isn't. That's my son. He did it. No, it was funny. That's because, even cuter. But I feel like it was kind of like, because he's like, yeah, he was like, he knew that I like knew who, if like he knows, I know that uh, he lo- that he loves me. But like, this was kind of like, I just want to say as a person, like, you know, and I think it meant a lot more, I think to the audience too, to be like, and especially the executives that were there that were like, wow, like, you know, we never, we kind of don't really aim for like huge broad audiences were really niche and it was really cool for them to hear that somebody could connect to it and like because and also my dad to be honest like he wouldn't sugarcoat things or like I was saying he wouldn't sugarcoat them and like make it a thing where you know he'd lie at all just because he's my I'm his son you know like so in a way he is indicative I think of like any person that would just be there. On the other hand coming out professionally was a little anticlimactic He didn't intentionally come out, but a simple Instagram post without a long explanatory personal essay did it for him. 
I just wrote, and I, I just written on like a photo, like feeling queer today, but may delete later as a joke. And then I was promoting uh, the show Into the Dark. And then in an article, they were like, openly gay actor. And I was like, why did, I was like, I didn't, I mean, I guess I don't explicitly say, but I guess it feels like, I kind of felt like it was, it wasn't even really like a full conversation or anything. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm talking about it more and more. The real conversation, Adam says, was with his management. Like a lot of actors, he was afraid that being openly gay would get him typecast. But his management was supportive. And then I think they really encouraged me. They're like, well, we have such a plethora of roles that we've been submitting you for and that you've done up until this point. I mean, I hadn't played gay. Apart from a single episode on The Fosters, Adam hadn't played a queer character until last year when he booked Everything's Gonna Be Okay. Genevieve hates you? What? You are terrible at love. Why are you so bad at this? I mean, I can't keep dating him, can I? Do you don't think I should be in love with Alex? He is very gay. Yeah, that's a requirement. Everything's gonna be okay. New episode Thursday at 8.30 on Freeform. You know, for me, it was like, okay, this actually all the stars aligned because this role is very three-dimensional. Like, Alex is a very three-dimensional character, especially because he's written by a queer person himself. While the characters on Everything's Gonna Be Okay have defining characteristics, like being queer or autistic, it's only one aspect of their storyline. These are just humans living life, and I think that's that's true to form, you know? That's, uh, that's how life is, is, you know, we are people that just so happen to have identities, but in the end of the day, we're just humans. When we come back, diversity in TV and film, and casting authentically. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking with Adam about his experience coming out and his first time playing a queer character on TV. Besides playing both straight and queer characters, Adam has also experienced an odd flexibility when it comes to race. And it was this weird, but it was this weird thing too, where because I look a little bit ethnically ambiguous, it was kind of throwing the spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. I remember I had an agent being like, you're like the Heinz 57 sauce, like you could play anything. Adam is half black, half white, and he speaks Spanish. As a result, he says he gets called to audition for a lot of Latinx roles. But just because he can pass for a Latinx character doesn't mean he wants to play one. Because it happens so often, he developed a sort of litmus test to decide whether or not he'll audition for a role that doesn't align with his own racial identity. If the role just so happens to be this race then and it doesn't dictate the storyline or the character's narrative and it's not intrinsically tied into it then i will go in for it but if it's tied to the storyline like say there was one role and they were calling for like a mestizo um like sort of a person from indigenous uh heritage um who was latinx i i was like and that was a huge part of the storyline that they speak i think it was nahuatl which is like a dialect i was like i speak spanish but that's such a specific like that's such a specific dialect and such a specific um, positionality that like, especially if that's one of the first roles, I would feel 
very guilty just morally knowing that it's like you know somebody uh who isn't from that experience and could have an opportunity like that you know um to take that away would be um really just feels morally corrupt and actually funny enough i ran into the guy um at a party uh like three or four months later that booked that role and i was we were talking and he was like oh are you doing that movie or he he was like what are you working on and i was telling him and i was like what about you and he was like uh, oh i just i did this movie with um helen hunt where i'm playing like a like a an indigenous like an anawatl guy and he's trying to get across the border i was like you're kidding me and i was so freaking happy for him because he's like yeah i'm like basically like like my parents are from mexico and from that area of mexico so it was so it was just awesome to like see him light up and have that sort of connection with the experience you know and that's i think one of the exciting things about like authentic casting now that's been happening with the advent of this diverse casting is you know seeing that like connection and i think other kids probably seeing that connection as a result and seeing themselves reflected through him in the role acting wise yeah who do you feel like is just kicking ass in the space who's queer oh man they don't have to be super famous yes i i don't know lena waith it's like really inspired to me like I just, I don't know, watching, I don't know if you saw that Thanksgiving Day episode of uh, Master of None, and I think she kind of f- more fell into acting because she was a writer, but I'm just super inspired by her, and I think that it's just like, just in terms of her career, it's something like that I really like want to model my career after. Um, she's just such a, like, it's just such a, like, honesty and a depth to her um, that I, I really love. Um and yeah, just in general, what she's kind of used her platform for, you know, uh, highlighting other voices, I think is really inspiring to me. There's a lot more diversity in Hollywood right now. Not only has Amazon and Netflix given opportunities to people not normally represented in mainstream TV and movies, one of the big studios leading the charge is kind of surprisingly Disney. I think particularly Freeform uh, as an entity of Disney is doing a really, really great job about championing for diversity, especially in the LGBTQ community. Now, Disney has not always been a champion of diversity, but in recent years, they've really stepped it up. Still, bringing more diversity into the mainstream doesn't stop at writing the characters. Creators also need to give those roles to actors that reflect those identities. Over the years, cisgender people have been cast in trans roles a lot. Jared Leto won an Oscar for playing a trans character, Rayon, in the 2013 film Dallas Buyers Club. And some people liked it, but a lot of people didn't. To them, it was even more offensive than his portrayal of the Joker, which was just awful. Anyway, Amazon Prime's Transparent did both. Jill Soloway cast Jeffrey Tambor in the lead role as Moira, and they cast trans actress Trace Lissette in a supporting role. Watching Trace Lissette in that episode where she's walking through the water, like the abandoned water park, and she's just like, there's this really explosive scene between she and one of the Duplass brothers, and it's like, you can just feel the experience, like the lived experience in her. And I mean, that's not to say that a cisgender person couldn't bring that because we all have our own baggage that we bring to something, um, to the character. But I think there was something just 
intrinsically uh, connected to to that experience for her. In Adam's opinion, straight people playing queer roles is a little different. But I mean, hey, like in terms of queer roles, like Timothy Chalamet gave an amazing performance in Call Me By Your Name. And there are amazing performances by straight actors playing queer characters. So, I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes it's just whoever's the best fit for the role. But tends to be authentically the best people are the people who have lived through similar experiences themselves. For Adam, he enjoys having the ability to play both queer and straight characters. As actors, I think we can have the diversity to play both. Like, I think, I don't know, I'm kind of inspired by Neil Patrick Harris because I think he was able to sort of defy what norms are like in society being like, this is a certain type of gay person or this is whatever. Like, I think he was able, I mean, Barney Stinson or whatever his character's name was, was like, you know, a huge womanizer who was like fascinating. And now he kind of can break through and play other queer characters. But I mean... As an actor, just naturally, I like to explore different types of characters. Do you have any characters that you can think of that are either reoccurring on a television show or in film who you feel should explore their sexuality because of how much it would bring to representation? I'm trying to think. I like... I don't know. I, I for some reason I like I keep having Henry Cavill like in my head, and it would be cool to see like a gay Superman or something, or like more gay superheroes. Oh my, yeah. I'm like, damn. He just is like just a man, dude. He's just a man. Um, so it'd be like really kind of interesting to see him like explore sexuality within a role. I don't know. I just yeah, I'd, I'd be down to see that because <laughs> like everyone would. Yeah, exactly. When you know you're going to have a scene come out where you're making out yeah. or things like that. Do you ever just sit there and watch them with your mom? You're like, let's watch this episode. <laughs> you want to know what's funny is she came <laughs> on set for like episode eight with my older brother and it was sexy time scene. Um, and like the whole episode is literally like sexy scene, like us rolling around in bed and like making out and stuff. And I, the whole time, all I could think about was them in the video village, like watching us. And I was like, oh God. So I like literally had to, I had to do some mental gymnastics to try to figure out how to just forget about them. And eventually I just, once the scene kind of ramps up, you kind of just end up connecting with the person and everything kind of disappears and it's just you two together. But um, yeah, I like, it's just such a weird feeling to see her like, watching me watch sexy time or like i don't know or like watch these things um but luckily i i tend to not i don't watch any of it really to, with her so that's kind of good but also it's like wholesome like you know free not like disney although there is a bottoming scene in the second episode um so yeah for all she wasn't people, on set for that she one she was not on set for that <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I remember I had to go into ADR and he was like, can you just make like moaning noises? He's like, I just want like to hear like moaning noises. He has like a very weird accent. He like talks like this. And he's like, I just want to hear like moaning. For more from Adam, you can follow him on Instagram. His handle is his name, Adam Faison. That's A-D-A-M-F-A-I-S-O-N. And you should definitely watch him on his new show. 
Everything's Gonna Be Okay uh, has premiered. It's premiered January 16th on Freeform and Hulu the next day. So every week it's on Thursdays at 8.30 and then it drops on Hulu the next day. Um, so you guys can check them out. If you want to see them bottom. Or, yes, or top. Who knows? You have to tune in. <laughs> is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, and Ryan Tillotson. Edited by Sebastian Alcala. Give us 15 seconds of moaning and go. Okay, that was good. That was good. And scene. <laughs>